solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to the Locked On Texans podcast, your daily Texans talk and news show, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Monday, and while the Texans did not play on Sunday, of course, we got a lot to talk about for today's show. Cody Davis will be joining me, as always, to the Locked On Texans. What's going on, Cody? Give him the rundown for, for the show. Yes, sir. And on this Monday installment of Locked On Texans, we're going to get this week started off with a guest. You guys know him as Big Sars from Houston Style Magazine and Big Sars Sports as we discuss the Texans one and two start. And of course, whether or not the Houston Texans have an opportunity to pull off what will possibly be the biggest upset this season by getting a win against the Buffalo Bills. But ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get this Monday installment of Locked On Texans kicked off with whether or not the extra days off will be beneficial for the Houston Texans because as you guys know, the Houston Texans lost to the Carolina Panthers doing a Thursday night game, which actually gave the Texans not one, not two, not three, but 10 days in between to get ready for the game against the Buffalo Bills. And John, everyone knows an extra time off is always beneficial, whatever you do in life, whether that's being out there on the field playing for the Houston Texans or just working a normal nine to five job. Every time you have extra days off, it always gives you an opportunity to get your mind right. But ladies and gentlemen, when you, in terms of the Houston Texans, for me personally, I think that the, the extra time off is actually going to be beneficial to the Houston Texans health. Because as we all know, in that game against the Cleveland Browns, Nearly everybody, every major player got hurt, especially on the defensive side of the ball is going to be even more beneficial because that is going to improve the chances of the Houston Texans going into Buffalo with having a healthier Justin Reed who went out with a knee injury and Terrence Mitchell who was on the NFL's concussion protocol. I'm going to tell you why I think this is amazing. You get more time for Davis Mills to sit down and learn some more and get more comfortable. Um, in the game of football for the NFL. That drive where they scored on, Davis Mills looked comfortable. He looked like the game was coming a little bit easier to him. And so over the course of, like you said, 10, 10 days in between and, and more than half of that will be towards practice, out of the times, I'm sorry, the moments that you have to, in between those games rather, he has more opportunities to learn and get better. So that's why I think – the time off is good. And not only for him, it does allow Houston to kind of look at how can they fix some issues on this team right now. Not being able to get to the second level. James Camper, you've done you've done an amazing job with our offensive line, turning them into a good pass blocking unit. However, running the ball has been a struggle outside of a couple of big chunk plays from Tyrod Taylor in game one. We got to fix that. Our linebackers. And our, and, our, and our second day out of our front four, we got to get better, right? And guys just got to get healthy. So I, I think all of those things combined really plays into Houston's favor because it ain't like they ain't got a task coming up. 
right? It ain't like they got Josh Allen, who is a front runner from the MVP award before the season started, had one of the, the greatest seasons the Buffalo Bill has ever had last year. It ain't like them boys and Stephon Diggs ain't coming, so they need they need time. They need time. <laughs> like, you ever met somebody like, what you doing? I just need some time. I need time. That's what Houston needs. And they got it. Hey, Texan fans. It's me, Johnson Sports Guy Hickman. And I'm here with an incredible app everybody who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN for NFL or baseball for MLB and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN for NFL or baseball for MLB. Also, while you're on your phone, I want to tell you about an app that can help you win money. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the football field as teams are getting ready for football. College Pro, the number one spot for your betting, is always betonline.ag. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That is double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the easiest and fastest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, on this Monday installment of Locked On Texans. And as promised, we got our brother, Mr. Big Sarge from Houston Style Magazine and BigSargeSports.com. Big Sarge, what's happening, man? And welcome to Locked On Texans. Hey, wait. First of all, thank you all for having me. Second of all, where is the, ah, Sarge, Sarge, Sarge. Hey. <laughs> but look, no, thank you all for having me on today, man. This is an honor and a, and a privilege to be on with, with two guys who I listen to on a continual basis, on a conti- every day that you all put out a podcast, I make sure that I, that I listen to it, even though, you know, I mean, Brandon is a regular. I mean, I just get an invite <laughs> every now and then. It'd be like, like I ain't the cousin that's still, okay? Y'all can invite me over to the house. But no, thank you all for having me. I appreciate that. Man, and I really do appreciate you accepting the invite. We got to work something out to get you on just a little bit more. But Big Sarge, you know, just like myself and just like John, you've been around the Houston Texans every single day since the start of OTAs. And as we saw last Thursday, we saw the – I'm going to consider this the debut performance of Davis Mills because he had an opportunity to get his first start. Um, Sarge, what did you see from Davis Mills, and do you believe he actually has a future, even if it's not with the Houston Texans moving forward, but do you see him becoming, let's say, a decent quarterback in this league? Well, Cody, one of the things that I noticed last week was that the game slowed down for him. And you and I have talked about this on numerous occasions, especially during training camp this past summer, that for some reason it felt like, one, he was trying to do too much, and two, the game was too was too fast for him. And so 
I wanted to see what he would look like once the game started to slow down. I seen it a little bit in the week prior when they played against Cleveland, but this week I honestly and truly seen the game slow down for him. And that's why he didn't have any turnovers outside of the fact that they didn't open the playbook up for him all the way and, and, and let him make too much of too many risky plays. But by the same token, I seen him going through different reads. I seen him going through different uh, progressions. I seen him taking the safe throw. I seen him throwing the ball away. And so the thing that I was most impressed by was the fact that the game has finally slowed down for him. And I'm hoping that he can get back to, you know, playing football at a level in which he played since he was, you know, playing Pop Warner all the way to now. And, and what I mean by that is just play football. You don't have to go out there and be Deshaun Watson. You don't have to be Tyrod Taylor. You don't have to be anybody outside of Davis Mills. And being Davis Mills is what got you here this far. So continue to be that. Get back to that. And just make the plays that's there for you. So you, you mentioned something that I thought was interesting. And, Cody, we talked about this on Friday's show about the play calling. And, you know, maybe they should have did a little bit more for him. Uh, so far, David Cully has apologized for rejecting the third down call this season and opening opening up the playbook for Mills. Will the excuses that we keep getting from David Cully be a trend moving forward? I So here's my thing, and I spoke about this on last week after the game. I really and honestly truly don't believe that they're excuses. I really believe that you have a guy who has never, ever been in charge of the entire team. He has been an assistant coach for a long amount of time. And so now he has to be the guy that makes all the decisions, whereas there's always been someone who made those decisions for him. And so I can understand him not knowing everything that goes into a fourth down play. I can understand him allowing Tim Kelly to run that side of the ball and have his trust in Tim Kelly. Because, I mean, if you look at it, Tim Kelly had called great plays up until this point. The first two games, even in the second half of the game where, where against the Browns, he had made some very good calls. And so I could see why Coach Cully would have that much faith in him. And I, like I said, I also can see it as this is a first-year rookie head coach. And I know that, what did he just turn, 66 not too long ago? And so I know that his age is something that people look at and say, well, he should be able to make better decisions. But these are – this is a different set of circumstances. Like I said earlier, when you're used to somebody else making those calls and now all of a sudden you have to make the call, it's like when we were growing up. Like it was easy to, for us to say what we would do if we was adults when our parents wouldn't let us do nothing or when we want to grow up so fast to be in charge. And now that we're in charge, we're like, hey, let me put a little something on it right now and then I'll pay the whole bill the next time. So that's all I'm saying. Yeah, so I want to transition to to the defensive side of the ball, Zach Cunningham got a big contract last year. Uh, aside of what, what we saw a little bit out of him on, on Thursday, uh, in my opinion, I think he's been a bit of a disappointment. They've made his job a little bit easier by switching him from Mike to Will, and uh, he's still having cover issues. Now, with Nick Sirio doing everything he's been doing, with revamping his team, can he be a player that we may see on the move maybe midseason or next offseason? That is a very good question. And I don't know if I would move on from him so quickly, but by the same token, you bring up a very good point. You know, you have these guys who are learning, who's learning a brand new system. You know, they've always played the three, four forever. And now that they've transitioned over 
to to the four three Tampa two. Uh, he's not a coverage linebacker. He he's not. He is not good in coverage. What you need for him to do is to be able to come downhill and make tackles. What you need him to do, he's a great run stopper, but he cannot play. He doesn't know the field of depth, and that's what's wrong with the whole uh, Texas linebacker core. They don't know how to get deep enough not to cover uh, a receiver 15, 20 yards downfield. I'm not saying drift back that far, but if you you got to drift back far enough to get into the line of sight of the quarterback to make you make him think that you are farther than you are. Well, Zach Cunningham doesn't know how to do that because he's never had to do that. All he has ever had to do was make tackles. And so it's a hard transition for him, just, just like it is a hard transition for a lot of those other linebackers. And so I don't know if moving on from him is good. I just think that he, maybe he needs another chance and maybe he needs more time in this Lovey Smith system. Now, on the flip side of that, Zach Cunningham also has to want to be in this system. He can't keep having these disciplinary issues like he's having. And this is a team that's that's rebuilding. This is a team that's looking for players who are going to buy into the system and be a part of this rebuild. If you can't do what you need to do in order to be a part of this team because you keep being disciplined, then, yeah, I think that they should move on from it. Hey, Big Sarge, really quick before moving on, I do want to get your thoughts and your opinion on this. Look, we all thought that the Houston Texans were going to be one of the worst teams in the league. But I think when you take a look at the results that we've been getting through these first three weeks, I think we can all make an argument, especially if this team was healthy, that we could be sitting here looking at a team that might be 3-0. Do you agree with that statement? And if so, do you think there is any chance we can actually see the team that we saw through those first, what, let's say six quarters of the season, especially when we had Tyrod Taylor? Do you think there is a chance that we can actually see that team again? That way, you know, this would not be a team that's going to finish with the league worst record. It's hard to say if they would have been 3-0. and I had them in the first three games being 2-1, and one, and mm-hmm. I felt like they could have beat Jacksonville. I felt like they were going to lose to Cleveland, but I felt like they could beat the Carolina – they could have uh, beaten the Carolina Panthers. And but so, remember, um, they also they also played Cleveland really good for Tyrod Taylor went down. Yes, yes, that's true. But I'm saying before the season, I had them already losing to, to the Cleveland Browns. And so, yes, yes, they looked very good when Tyrod was in the game. Now – they got a rookie quarterback that's going to have to get, get himself together and get on, you know, on the same page with the offense coordinator. Like I said earlier, the offense coordinator is also going to have to open up the, the playbook for him. I don't like to play the what-if game because if that's the case, then the game against Cleveland, what if Cleveland has Odell Beckham Jr.? What if Cleveland – you know, has uh, Anthony Walker, the linebacker who used to play for the Colts, that knows the, that knows the Texans like no other. Then you go in to, to the game against the Carolina Panthers. Well, the Panthers, they lost, uh, I think, an offensive lineman and a defensive lineman in that, uh, before that game even started. They are a, a really good uh, offensive – I mean, excuse me, really good defensive lineman. And uh, can't pronounce his name. I just know the last part is Matos. And so uh, they lost. And then you lose your best – player on your team in Christian McCaffrey in the first half which was the first quarter if I'm not mistaken right they lost mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey to a hamstring injury so for as much as we can play the what if game for the Texans we also can play the what if games for the last two with the Browns and the and the Panthers because what if they're at full strength do you think that that full strength Browns and Panthers team can be the full strength Texans team now what I will say is this I I like 
the fact that these guys are competing, especially when there was a lot of chatter and there was a lot of, of narratives going around that this team was going to come in and they were going to tank. When you have veteran players in a locker room like the Texans have, these guys only know one way is to compete. And you got to also think you have so many on one-year contracts, they're hungry. They're trying to get multi-year contracts. And so they're not going to go out there and just, you know, sit, uh, go out there and go through the motions. And when you, and also when you go through the motions is when you get hurt. And so, like I said, I, if they're healthy, I think that they compete a little bit better. With Tyrod, he opens up a lot for that offense. I can't say that they would have won. Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV stream brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract. Stop waiting and get your TV life together today with Direct TV stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. I want to transition over to something that I think you guys are like. Healthy snacks rule the world. I think so. And I always go with the best brand out there, Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. This week, we have a limited time flavor. Okay, limited time flavor. Cookie dough chunk. There's something for everyone. You're missing out on flavors like double chocolate, salted caramel, peanut butter, brownie, and more. Try a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. 17 grams protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar and net carbs. Not only are they the best tasting, but they're healthy too. All right, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Betting on the Houston Texans doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Best podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Best podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen. Before we close out this Monday installment of Locked On Texans, of course, we got our guy, our brother, Mr. Big Sarge from Houston Style Magazine and BigSargeSports.com. Sarge, really quick, before getting out of here, look, the first three games – you know, regardless how you feel about them, I think at the end of the day, we can all agree that the Texans actually had an opportunity to win all three of them. But this game on Sunday, <laughs> going up against the Buffalo Bills, a Bills team who is averaging 39 points per game over their last two games, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they are sitting at two and one. Sarge, do you see any way in the world the Texans especially going into Buffalo, they can actually win this game on Sunday. You got a better chance of Bonte Davis re-signing with the <laughs> Buffalo oh, Bills. Yeah. They come man. out of retirement at halftime. Yeah, come out of retirement at halftime. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> yes, you got a better chance of Bonte, of Bonte Davis playing for the Buffalo Bills than the Texans actually going up there and getting the win. Mm, and, mm, don't put mm. it like this. Yes, I listen. I just spoke about how much I love the the competitive nature that the Houston Texans players have shown on the field. It ain't gonna be this one. It's just gonna be about talent. If I'm not mistaken, who was that? Was it? It was either Jimmy Johnson or Barry Switzer when they were in in college when they were coaching. Uh, one of them, I can't remember what I said, but they just told the players, "Hey, look, we're just gonna go and out athlete them. 
We don't need no schemes. We don't need none of that other stuff. We're just going to go out-athlete them. And that's what the Buffalo Bills are going to do to the Houston Texans. They're just going to out-athlete them because when you got a quarterback like Josh Allen, when you got Stephon Diggs, and then on the flip side of it, you got that mm-hmm. defense. Man, look, I was watching the game today, and I'm saying to myself, if the Texans are able to keep the game within 21 points, they'll be doing good. I had to well, – is Mitchell Trubisky the backup for Josh Mitch Allen? Is the yep, yep, yep. Yes, he is. So you might see a Mitchell Trubisky sighting on next week. <laughs> and you know what? You didn't mention Cole Beasley, the, the NFL uh, poster child for the unvaccinated. You didn't mention Cole Beasley. So it wasn't because look, it wasn't because of him being unvaccinated or whatever he has against the vaccine. It wasn't because of that. Well, it's because one, I didn't remember. <laughs> after Stephon Diggs, I don't really know who else is on who's a wide receiver for the Bills. I'll know, you know, as we go on later on this week. But nah, hey, but hey, side note, have you ever listened to his uh heard him rap? Oh yeah, it, I thought it was mm-hmm. rap. Not me. Oh, Cole Beasley can go. I thought it was kind of wet, man. Cole Beasley can go to me. But, yeah, so I didn't mention Cole Beasley because, well, I didn't remember Cole Beasley. And I don't think a lot of people do. If he would, if he wasn't going through this whole vaccine thing, I don't think people would remember him either. Oh, man. I, saw, I want to talk about Davis Mills real quick. You know, we saw an excellent drive out of him to close out that second quarter. Um, but just like the start of the game, the ending of the game kind of Put him in the box again a little bit, and they had some they had some opportunities to go out and win that game, but they just didn't execute. Do we see a better, better Davis Mills, or should I say, will Davis Mills be in a better situation schematically in Sunday's game? No, and I think hmm. that Damn. Tim, I think that I think that offensive coordinator Tim Kelly is setting him up honestly, and what I mean by that is. On last week is when you should have opened up the playbook against the Carolina Panthers to get him familiar with being able to do different types of things. And exactly. now you can't you can't come into the press conference after the game and then on next week uh, keep apologizing like what you said earlier, keep apologizing for being so conservative with Davis Mills. And now against the Buffalo Bills is when you want to open it up. If you were thinking ahead, what you should have done is say, well, with the Panthers game, we're going to install some of these plays. Because in the Bills game, we may be down 21 points really quick. And so he's going to have to run that type of offense where it'll be a hurry-up offense, no-huddle offense, and things like that. But the problem that I had, especially with last week, you see how great he was in the two-minute drill. Mm-hmm. Scored right. a touchdown, and then they came out, and like you said earlier, they went conservative. And I'm saying to myself, I've seen this before. And when I seen that, it brought me back to something that Tim Kelly – said earlier in the week about how much he loved Bill O'Brien and how much Bill O'Brien has made him and how much, you know, the plays that he calls, he wouldn't be nothing without Bill O'Brien. And I was like, yeah, you look just like him because last year, to begin the season, very first game in the – okay, because Cody gets mad when I don't get the name right. What's the name of the Superdome? I know it's not Smoothie King. The Superdome. Well, what's the first name of it? The Lil No, not Lil Caesar. <laughs> the Caesar Superdome. See, you don't even get it right. But you, all, <laughs> you, <laughs> you all remember the first game against the New Orleans Saints last year in the Superdome. Mm-hmm. The Texans came out in a no-hudder offense and drove mm-hmm. the ball right down the field. How many times did you see that afterwards? None. You see what I'm saying? And like I said, the other night when I looked down, I was like, oh, they kind of look like Bill a little bit, but, you know, it has his it, it has his imprint and his footprint on it. And so, like I said, as I digress, this week you're gonna say Tim Kelly. I mean, you're gonna say Tim Kelly's gonna tell Davis Mills, here you go. 
here's the playbook. Open it up, this, that, another. And if I'm Davis Mills, I'm going to look at him and say, against the Buffalo Bills defense is what you want me to do? Hmm. Another thing I wanted to say, uh, too, is the offensive line for the Houston Texans let them down last week as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think this offensive line being coached up by James Campen, who spent a lot of time in Green Bay protecting Aaron Rodgers, I think this offensive line is more so built to pass block. Yes, I thought they've been well. doing a yeah. I think they've been doing a great job with protecting their quarterback. Outside of the Carolina game, you know they dominated Cleveland. Only gave up one sack. Like I said, outside of the Carolina game, so they do have to get better again to that second level. I will agree with you on that. Yeah, because I think coming into uh, coming into that Carolina Panthers game, they had only given up two overall sacks, which is one per mm-hmm. game. Uh, one to the Jags and one to the Browns. And, you know, I, I put this out on social media today. You have to also, though, give the Texas offensive line some type of credit because did you see the way that the Browns did that Chicago Bears? Who nine. Line they got today? Justin Fields nine times. Come on, and, man. Yeah, and the Texans only allowed their quarterback to get sacked once. And so, I mean. And that know, was on the safety blitz. Yes. And that's something to build on, though. But last week against the – uh, a, a Panthers, you know, they gave up what three sacks, f- three or four, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, and they could have done better. You know, mm-hmm. when you you, you got to be able to do it. Also, that offensive line, if you can't get downhill, and like, like you said earlier, I think that they may be better built to pass block, but you can't pass the whole game either. You got to be able to run. Mm-hmm. And and Carolina, uh, Carolina has the number one uh, rush defense in the league, and if I'm not mistaken, Buffalo has the second. <laughs> <laughs> they rank one and two in the league as far as defense is concerned. Man, they're gonna have Big a hard Sarge. Day. Yeah. Big Sarge, last question before getting out of here. Do you have any faith in the Texans' defensive line of slowing down Josh Allen? The defensive line has looked pretty good over these first three games, especially um going into last Thursday game against Carolina, you know. And 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 I know it's kind of hard to really judge it because if I'm not mistaken, the Panthers were having some issues with their offensive line as well. But do you see any chance that the defensive line can carry over their performance from what they did on Thursday? Of course, going up against Buffalo next Sunday. Cody, isn't that I don't have faith in that defensive line? I don't know how much faith I have in defensive coordinator Lovey Smith going into this game. And what really? I mean, yeah, what I mean by that is, is that this Tampa two defense is, you know, it, it works great if you have the players to run the Tampa two defense, and the Texans do not. They do not have the players on the back end to be able to run the Tampa 2 defense. And also, and Cody, you were right there last week during the uh, press conference when we were talking to uh, Coach Lovey Smith. He said, I want to be able to get pressure with my front four. I don't really want to blitz a lot. I want I want all the pressure to come from my front four. And last week, I'm saying to myself, you got Sam Darnold in there without Christian McCaffrey. Now is the time to switch up and start bringing some pressure. We've, we've seen what Sam Darnold does under pressure in the past and when he was with the Jets. And so you got to bring some type of pressure and they didn't. And so now you're going up against Josh Allen with four players with just four. They're not going to get, they're not going to get any pressure on him because the bills have a really good uh, offensive line. And if you do get pressure, he's so mobile that once he gets out, he's just as dangerous getting out of the pocket as a uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes, as a Aaron Rodgers, And he can make those plays 
down the field once he gets out of the pocket as well. And so the defensive line is going to need some help. They're going to have to they're going to have to get some of those linebackers to be able to blitz, but that's not what uh, Coach Lovey Smith wants to do. And if he doesn't want to do that, and if he doesn't want to adjust and make some type of changes in that Tampa two, man, they're going to get they're, they're going to get eaten alive. <laughs> man, yeah. Big Sars from Houston Style Magazine and from BigSarsSports.com. Big Sars, really quick, where can I listen? Is follow you at on Twitter? You can follow me on Twitter at Big Sars Sports with a Z at the end hey before i go hey cody did they ever patch up the hole in the smoothie king superdome oh, man. <laughs> no i'm, I'm, a, I'm, oh, I'm pretty man. sure i don't know i haven't heard anything to be honest with you i haven't heard anything they're gonna have their first home game next sunday so we're gonna see them we're gonna see them they had a grease fire <laughs> <laughs> hey you know what when, when we from go a seafood line, bowl uh, look, when we go offline, I'm gonna tell you what I really think about how that fire started. Talking about pressure washer, no, that <laughs> the boss was coming and you was trying to throw that thing out before he got there and it caught fire. <laughs> All right, Sarge. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. I'm Johnson Sports Guy Hickman. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Follow me on Twitter at Some Sports Guy. Go to YouTube. Subscribe to the Locked On Texans YouTube page. Like and comment. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are locked on Texans. Your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.